Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, October 21st, 2022. Today on the Ether, part two of the two part Chepe Space, I am not a CIA agent. Let's take a listen. But yeah, if you, if you mess with the backtesting and the setups and stuff, you can get tremendous um, yields out of, say, USDC, BUSD. The risk, of course, is that it just goes to zero or it goes significantly down. Or um, one thing that happened is, is for example, that I think uh, Alex or Tobias or someone like that released a proposal that considered getting rid of USTC, the value of USTC, and making a new alternative, a new stablecoin called USTN, right? Did you see that thing? Um, uh-huh. like a, and But in that case, I think USTC went down about 20% that day because everyone was like, oh, UST is dead after all. It's not going to be repegged. Um, so you, you you do have to accept some of that risk and stuff like that. But um, at the same time, I think USTC in the last like five months was amazing. Like you can you can backtest it more. And yeah, I, I think in that period, it's done like at least 100 percent. That um, is interesting, though. Like if risk. you know that it can drop 20 percent just because like the the panic sellers who are watching those types of messages are going to see that social media effect and you're going to get a 20% effect, then you have a sense of like how much liquid USTC is sitting around too. It's a, it's yeah. a good, like, it's a good benchmark. Like I like this idea of um, like seller exhaustion where you like how many different things have gone on to make every possible seller in the ecosystem say, fuck this and get out. Right. Like that's who, that's what you're trying to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's, it's kind of weird with um, USTC because it's like, are they going to do something with it? Are they going to try and repeg it? Um, or is it just dead? Like, like, I don't know. A lot of it's kind of like, it relies on somebody having a good plan. And right now it's just indeterminate. Um, for, and it for, is, for there is a lot make of money, money, like extracting value from USTC though, you would have to like, you'd have to have a higher yield than the possible drawdown of USTC so, like, if you could imagine maybe, like, the USTC value could drop by, let's say, I don't know how long, how much in a year, but let's say it can go down, like, I don't know, 80% or something like that. You'd have to make at least that much back um, to even break even, right? I mean, you'd have to think of it from a this kind of, like, what, like what is your downside risk compared to what you could possibly make out of it, I guess. Yeah. You want to you wanna enter in a smart way with USTC. Um, I think because it has spiked up significantly and what you don't want to happen is your whole grid expands and then it it spikes up and goes back down and you're left with all those sell orders all the way up right like you know what I do like about your idea of having so if finance allows you to keep a stash of cash um, like set aside that you can use for like future bot entries 
then you could argue for like some of those bots you might want to create where they actually are not active until you drop below a certain price first. So like put a little bit of like safety in there, right? Like it's yep. basically like a limit order substantially lower than where it is now. And it would only like enter into this zone if you get there. Like say, for example, if you had a thesis that, I don't know, like um, Bitcoin or something could drop below $16,000, then you just start the the grid only if it drops below 16000 If you don't want to have exposure above that price, then um, you you know you don't you don't bother right like you just make sure that it's below that level. Oh, it's that's another possibility I think. Yep. Well, what Especially what you could if you do, have a stash of cash that you have set aside anyway, right? So, what know. you could do with um, I, I think the maybe the quirk of of Bitscap is I think if you wanted to achieve that, you would have to like let's say Luna is two point three now. Like I'm, what I mean is, if you want to do that in a smart way, let's say Luna is two point three now. You could set up a grid uh, that is fairly narrow. Like let's say you're happy to buy under two dollars, but it's two point three now. You're happy to buy under two dollars. You could set up a grid that starts like two point two to one point nine, so only a zero point one range, and then set it to trading down. So you would have a very low initial capital to activate that grid at the start, um, to have it set there and, and waiting and ready. Um, so maybe you would only put, say, $100 or something in it, like only a few steps in the grid. I think the minimum number of steps is like five or something. But you could start with a very low amount of capital, um, and then you could have it do trading down. So after it, it extends down below the 1.9, then it could buy the same again, every grid level down. Um, but you wouldn't have to put any money in that initial grid you would just have to make it existent. Um, so you could only put a few hundred dollars in or something, and it could be sitting there ready. But at the same time, it wouldn't um, be be using the capital. It wouldn't be just like, you wouldn't have a load of buy orders just sitting there uh, using the the capital you'd like to use for other things. Um, that's I think that's another beauty of the trading down thing. It's like you can, you can reserve, you can set up grids that just wait, um, and they will only trail down and use the remainder of your capital um, if they extend below that range, yeah, or or it's like only if you're in profit and there's cash there to be used, it'll it'll initiate that, right? So that's the nice thing too. So yeah. you can always like have a way to sort of reinvest what you already have there. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking at the system right now and just kind of like looking at what it's doing. But Bitscap's pretty good. Like, does it also have the ability to do like? Is it only so it looks like it's a percentage based grid at baseline so it's geometric by nature i think i guess they didn't bother no. arithmetic grids right or no no if you go at the top start bot there are i don't think there are infinity bots no not where infinity you... like I, what i'm talking about like geometric versus arithmetic so arithmetic grid is where like grid increments are literally like exact amounts like let's say you're talking about a dollar coin you know, like a grid yep. increment would be ten dollar ten, dollar twenty, dollar thirty. Like the increments would be exactly the same amount, right? Whereas yep. the geometric grid is a percentage base. So like it'd be one percent and then one percent of that and then one percent of that, right? It gets bigger as you go up and then bigger as you yeah, go down. Yeah, no. This one, the way Bitscap has it listed, it says grid step, comma percentage, which implies to me it's a, a it's geometric by nature. I've never used no. arithmetic myself. I've always used geometric. I think Bitscap no, I think it's, is set up. Um, 
No, I don't I think, think so. I think it's, it's always defaults to geometric. Yeah, it looks like it defaults to geometric, which I, I don't which think is it does anyway. But anyway, just saying. I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I think the the percentage grid it shows is just the division of the whole range. Oh, really? Mm, yeah. Let me let me try to build one here. I'll try try one here. This is and if you if you on the like the if you're on the start bot page and you're looking at making one, you'll see that it shows all the lines. It's just even intervals. Yes. The way up. Yes. 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 Let me see here. Grid. Mm, let me see if it made it even or what here. Uh, um, yeah, you're right, actually. Grid step percentage is 0.32% of the total range, but it's an arithmetic grid, actually. It's not a yep. geometric grid, because if it was geometric, the the, the gap between the grids would get uh, would yep. change as you go up and as you go down. Yeah, they, they have different kinds of bots. Like, um, they have classic grid bots and then uh, S bots. And the difference is that... Um, one of them buys the same quantity of the quote token on the way down every grid, and the other one buys, say, the same amount in dollar value every grid the way down. So, so one of them is buying basically um, less and less the way down, and more and more the way up. You see what I mean? It's, it, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, like, because the most conservative way to do it would be. Uh, that the increments are geometric, meaning the increments increments get like larger on the way down, and then um, on on the addition to that, like a geometric um, magnitude of the buy, right? So the size of the buy also increases. So the so the the, the like a geometric range with a geometric uh, magnitude makes like dip buying like extreme, right? The lower you go you're getting way more right so this is like really good for like a bitcoin for example where the lower the price goes the magnitude of the buys automatically just skyrocket like exponentially like not only in like so the deeper the price goes down the more you more you would get right it's as simple as that but um yeah there's there's different like i don't know mathematically though like what's the i don't think there's a perfect way like at the end of the day it's like it's more a question of like what are your goals uh in terms of like acquisition of cash versus the coin because um like there's if you knew exactly how something would behave into the future then you could like play it out so that you could pick the exact range and everything but then again if you knew the future you'd just simply pick like a you just do a leverage long right like right like if you knew exactly what was going to happen mm -hmm. next week because you had insider information a leverage long or leverage short would be much more effective. So the presumption on grids is you don't know the future. And therefore, almost no matter which selection you make on this thing, it'll never be perfect every time. Like you, there will always have been like some other backtested opportunity that you missed that you could have done it, quote unquote, better. And you can't use the yeah. past to like necessarily the, like this backtesting idea is like, it only teaches you that the future is unpredictable. Like it doesn't teach you anything else. It doesn't tell you like, yeah. look, this strategy worked historically. Therefore I can do this going forward. Yeah. That past performance does yeah. not equal future results kind of idea. I think anyway. we're getting there though. I think we're getting there with the, with the, the starting grids as if they're a limit order and then having them do trailing up to expand and also the, having them do trailing down if it goes below the grid range. Like you can really set up so that not much initial capital is used at all for actually planting the seed. And then it's like if a tree starts going up, it gets watered way more. You see what I mean? It's like 
it's, yeah it's like yeah. you'll become a good, good gardener much better than you would just like setting normal bots it's interesting um i think it's moving towards the holy grail of grids here it's not quite at your dream of, of vaulted grids um or anything like that but it's i don't know yeah I'm because missing. this like this system is not like assuming that you're going to be legit and like report taxes and everything right um, <laughs> this system is not tax efficient at all. So this doesn't include like the fact that like every single time you make a capital gain, you owe the tax authority money, right? So if you have like a lot of money in these things and the market crashes and you haven't paid your taxes and that like you haven't set aside that amount for the year or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Then, um, you wind up like the next year you go, Oh shit. Like I not only did I get wrecked, but on top of that, I didn't have enough money to pay my taxes also, which is like a crazy, funny problem to have, which definitely happened to people because like the timing of the market crash this last year, a lot of people figured like whether it was a Luna or whatever, they figured they'd have the money to pay their taxes like using, I don't know, the yield or whatever the hell they're making from their income, right? They didn't think to set aside like taxes or whatever. And yep. therefore, like that created a double crash in the sense that now you owe taxes and you don't have the underlying fucking asset on top of that. Right, like it's not worth anything. So that's a weird problem to be in too. I think coach can correct me if I'm wrong. In the UK, we don't actually have to do that, do we? It's uh, capital gains tax is only done by whatever hits your bank account at that point. So even if I was to pay <laughs> about fifty, what? No, I thought that was the way it was. I thought unless it hits your bank account, you don't have to uh, turn around and uh, declare anything because obviously it hasn't touched your bank account. So you could you could do 50 successful trades. One trade wipes it out and obviously, you know, if if you've wiped out every bit of profit you've got, you don't have to declare it because obviously you haven't technically made profit. Um it's definitely not what hits your bank account. Like it's it's um everything. But but yeah, whatever. Like I'm not going <clears> to <throat> I'm not going to report you to the president. Well, you know what I mean. I, I just, I that's that's my understanding of capital gains tax in the UK. Like, uh, that's that's a no. That, that's thing. not usually like if that's what you're talking about. That's not even called capital gains tax. That would be something else. That's that like by definition, that's not capital gains. Um, but I don't think crypto is treated very like. I don't think it's treated that way in the UK. I think US and UK are very similar in that like every time you make a profit, you already owe that uh, some taxes on that profit every single transaction. This is the problem with bots. Is that like what I wanted to have happen on on blockchain was all of this shit happened inside of like a smart contract that you did not control and that did not write anything to the ledger, so that like your money is flowing around like a little prince fairy princess. It's like making like seeding money everywhere, and you're sort of like growing your token price or your, your like your vault value somehow, and then you just exit and enter by owning the coin that goes to that vault. And that was what Nebula protocol was going to be on Terra before the whole fucking thing crashed. Like there were some really nice protocols being developed actually that were like very, very useful to the end user. Like that would have been great, but if it not been for the UST DPEG thing. And a lot of those things are actually still very, very viable. Um, the only problem is, is like, um, you, like, I don't know, like the, the, the protocols that because UST crashed and Luna's value went down, the total amount of liquidity within the ecosystem went down and the developers sort of like banged their head on a wall and some of them gave up or whatever. But the projects that were happening like, and some of the innovations that were happening were very, very good, like super useful. So hopefully like those things end up opening up somewhere 
which I think they are like um, sommelier. I, I, I was the sommelier people is another chain. They they messaged me and said, "Hey, you want to like check out our shit? We'll walk you through it and blah blah blah." I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Like, tell me what it does and this and that. But they have that concept, Bruce, like a Bitcoin and Ethereum like ETF style um, system of some kind. And uh, yeah. I have to figure out like it, I have to figure out like how good is their trading strategy or whatever. But they have a whole system where you enter a vault. They're doing some stuff in the background, and then like you make the gains off of whatever trading that happens or whatever. But uh, but like uh, but the grid bot method where like the risks and benefits are really well defined, right? Uh, I think that's mm. I think sometimes more useful than just sort of like sticking your money into something and hoping it goes up. Because if you can define like which risk pattern that you prefer, then like if you prefer to be um, yeah like more conservative with your money, you need more of your cash like uh, available at any given time, then you can choose one method. And if you'd rather be like more heavily invested in the speculative coin, you can choose the other method um, or somewhere anywhere in the middle, right? Like that's what grid bots essentially allow you to do uh, in conjunction with like direct spot by order. So like, for yeah. example, like let's say, I don't know, like let's say Luna dropped to like, I don't know, sub dollar, right? Like I might say, hmm, that's a really low market cap. I might just buy it outright. Forget about the grid bot at that point, right? Like, so I might have a grid running but my backup plan for if the price drops is not necessarily to do a trailing grid bot, but to just simply have additional limit orders in. And one point of discipline might be, like I've always said this, like never buy a coin unless you are willing to buy it cheaper. Like if you don't have enough money to buy it cheaper, then why, don't buy it at all. Like, like what are you even doing? Um, so an argument could be made, you always only buy like maybe, you know, 25% of your like, I don't know, money or whatever you intend to buy something with, like that's all you should mm -hmm. spend and then leave all the rest of it for like maybe buying more lower or something. Right. But the, but even yeah. with the grid bot, you have to make these choices. Um, but I did this with like, I think e-gold and a few other ones. I, I was like, all right, look the, you know, KDA, you know, I had a, a, the bottom of my grid was at a dollar or something. I think it went down to like dollar 15 or dollar like 35, something like that. Right. And I just said, okay, well, you know what? Like I'm fine with this now. I'm just going to close the grid. Because I, I'm comfortable with owning the coin at that price and just closing the bot and just leaving the coin there and then just waiting for the next bull run or whatever. So I'm okay like if it goes to the very bottom or what I think is a reasonable bottom and I'm willing to just hold it, right? Fine, I'll just hold it. Especially if the grid yield has already like um, has already uh, taken away some of the downside risk. So let's say you've made like 25 to 50% like increase in coins because of the grid yield. So even if the price of the coin drops like another 25% or something, like you're still ahead, right? So it like that yep. yield mitigates the downside some, and then you can just hold the thing maybe. I don't know. This is just an option. Just playing with a few things. Yeah. But yeah, Bitscap's pretty easy to use. It's B-I-T-S-G-A-P app.bitscap.com and you, like i said you can connect a variety of exchanges it's worth playing with this um even if you don't like end up using it um i think in principle it's important to understand this i think uh you do get a little bit of understanding of like quantitative trading theory like what is the actual opportunity cost that you lose by just holding um like maybe what are other people doing? Because obviously these bots are counter trading you at any given moment. Um, and like, how long does it take to grid to make a certain amount of yield? Um, gives you a little bit of idea, actually, Bruce. If you think about it, if you look at how many months it takes for 
like these volatility explosions, explosions in crypto, you notice like after about three months, right? Like you talk about yep. like Bollinger Band compression and where the price narrows and narrows and narrows and it explodes in one direction or the other. Like as the total number of long and short positions escalate over time, it takes about three months. And then you're going to have some explosion, either to the upside or to the downside, depending on the coin, right? Like look at Bitcoin now. You know, like when it moves, it's going to drop like by a good 5K or go up 5K, right? Like the odds that it's going to stay in this range forever are like nearly zero. So it's like w when that happens, like what are you going to do? Do you have a bot running to take advantage of it? Do you, do you plan to get more? Do you not? Whatever. Like you have to plan that out ahead of time. But usually about three months, I would say, three to four months in crypto is a long time. And generally some volatile event is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. Like, so I think when you start thinking in years, not days or weeks, um, you, I think you can make uh, uh, a little bit more like careful decisions about some of these things. It'd be, it'd be nice, Bruce, to be able to counter trade like maybe a stock with a crypto. This is one of the things I was super interested in with uh, the Voyager platform. And those monkey asses like decided to bankrupt the country before they had a chance to build any of the shit I tried to get them to build. But what I wanted to see was like sort of like how um, Robinhood has stocks and crypto on the same platform. Then you can get like some amazing bots, right? Think about it. Like you want stuff that's going to counter trade the market. So let's say you had like, I don't know, take for example something totally uncorrelated with crypto like let's say i don't know like exxon mobil or something and you could get a like leveraged exxon mobil on one side right like a leveraged exxon mobil perpetual or something on one side and on the other side you have something like i don't know ustc or luna or some shit like something that you could yeah. uh, counter trade it with uh then like you have the mix of really really nice volatility assuming that like you had two coins that um you could just let them run like maybe like an ethereum versus exxon mobile or like um uh, i don't know yeah like an exxon mobile versus bitcoin or something like that right and you could just constantly just quant counter trade the volatility and just let it run and and if you don't mind holding exxon mobile at any share price and you don't mind holding Bitcoin at any share price, well, then you win, right? Like there's no way to sort of like really lose that. And then on top of that, you beat the yield of Bitcoin, which is zero, and you beat the yield of ExxonMobil, which is I don't remember how much, but not much. Um, and now you're making yield off of both assets, uh, counter trading the two while actually maintaining positions in both, which is kind of cool. But anyway, yeah, it's like these are the things that quantitative trading firms do. Like there are funds that do this kind of shit. Um, but rarely do retail users get access to bots that can counter trade those kinds of assets, which means that you could set this sort of thing up. Like if you had some like um, programming skills and you could hook up like a, um, with a Bloomberg terminal, you, you know how to like fuck with the API on that thing after you've paid like whatever the 20 grand or whatever it is for your Bloomberg terminal per year. <laughs> and then you connect that to you know, like a Binance terminal for Bitcoin or something, and then you create a bot to counter trade these assets, you could do it. But it's definitely some work on the part of the individual user. Because um, a lot of times, there's not a commercial product out there that does it all for you. If that makes, yeah, does that make sense? Like, but imagine, uh, Bruce, imagine like counter trading, like, I don't know, like stocks, right? Like, think about that. Like, let's say you had a oil company stock, and you had like an Apple stock, right? And you just let them run in a bot in a grid bot right wouldn't that be sweet like it'd be pretty easy 
very, very easy to make money doing that in a sense. Yeah, it would be cool. Be cool. Well, we've yeah, scheduled the way. Yeah. That's why, like, on um, uh, that was like, maybe like one of the interesting things about Mirror Protocol, even though Mirror Protocol had a bunch of flaws. Um, if you could make it work, like the ability to counter trade, like some kind of uh, something that trades along with stocks versus um, versus like a, a Luna or some other crypto or something, that was kind of a cool idea. But um, Mirror wouldn't work for a lot of reasons long term. But anyway, and it didn't obviously. <laughs> but uh, it like I don't think those platforms will work. But like the ability to tokenize stock, um, mm -hmm. sort of like what Robinhood did, where you could fractionalize stock, was very interesting. Um, but who knows? I don't know if anyone has like uh, questions about anything here. Um, sort of just rambling been, on this gap. <laughs> I've just been messaging HMRC to let them know that uh, where's he gone? Oh, he's gone. What's HMRC? Oh, never mind. Let's bring oh it's just um, we'll bring yeah, it's just the, the tax authority in the in the UK. Oh, you're trying to say like you're trying to report chugs for some sort of yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chugs, Chugs has enormous tax liabilities that he's not aware of, apparently. But I don't, I don't buy it. It's not the law doesn't say like, oh, if you don't know the law, it's fine. No, the law says if you don't know the law, it's your duty to find out what it is. And if you don't, you you owe a lot of tax, man. You owe twenty percent on every single successful trade you ever you've ever made. Yeah, so you're saying like Chugs should go to jail. Um... Here he is. <laughs> I brought him back. Oh, I threatened him. I, hold on. I threatened him. I said, uh, you better fucking come back here. Right. Um, Chugs, actually, firstly, uh, good work. Although uh, the photo you, you've taken here is obscuring. I can't really see your anterior delts. Um, <laughs> you know what? I so, genuinely love you, OX. Thank you. Every time you give me a nice compliment, I like genuine, genuinely, dude. Like, I, I, you, you know I've got to love you. No, man, it's just difficult to stay shredded. It's the He's saying post a picture of yourself with maybe like more of your face in the image. The opposite. He was saying you're hiding your anterior deltoids for a reason. You could have easily held the camera with one hand like, and shown one of them. Like, why did you is do this? That? Why did you is hide this them? this picture or the latest picture I put up? Sorry, because there, there is a new one there. Um, I can currently see you're holding up your camera. Um, you're hiding your delts on purpose. You've got some some sort of wrist straps on. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That, that's the newest one. Don't, don't worry about that. There was a reason for that. It's, it's it, it was uh, chest day, so it was just a chest pump. Chugs, have you seen uh, Lord Wait, of the Rings? You, uh, have I seen hold on. Lord of the Rings? Let me just. Con Can I just confront you, Chugs? Number one, <laughs> why aren't you holding it? I've got two questions. Yeah. Number one. Why are you holding up your phone with two hands? Uh, because if, if you, you are not trying out, to seal your delt, hear me out. Because if you hold up with one hand, you got one nipple up, one nipple down. It looks a bit weird, so you have to kind of like balance out. Like that, that's the first reason. God, next. I, why, I don't understand why you're hiding both of your anterior deltoids. Oh, I'm not hiding. I'm not hiding them, Coach. It's just that's just the way the picture was taken today. Okay. Um, so Chugs, would you say that, on different angle? Yeah, Chugs, would you say that your ancestors did they like you, you remember the dwarves in <laughs> Lord of the Rings? Yeah, go on. Right. So 
would you say that your ancestors like were digging deep within the caverns, like mining mithril or something of that nature? <laughs> or was your was your family more like the type of people that like uh, maybe like used a hammer on an anvil and like created swords and shit like that for King Arthur or somebody like what did, what did your family do? To be realistic with you, I don't know. Uh, I've, I've traced my surname lineage back. And apparently my surname belongs to one of the first barbarian warlords uh, that took over Scotland years and years and years and years and years ago. But now I know your name. I, I know. No, name. I said one of them. Like, I'm not telling you which. There's McDonald and there's the other one. Chugs, yeah. I'm not done confronting you yet. Okay, sorry. Go on, coach. Hang Second on, before you do, before you do, Sefi, does he just not want us to sleep? Because he does this when you want to go to bed. Like, when I want to go to bed, he's, he's literally just... Hey, it's five in the afternoon here. I don't give a fuck what you're tired about. Listen, oh. like, answer the fucking question. No. Alright, go on, coach. Go on, coach. Right, you, you clarified that this picture was taken on chest day. Yep. Why the fuck are you wearing wrist wraps and like that's what like what are you wearing on your wrists? I wear why, wrist and wraps why? because even if you, in, if you push heavy weights, coach, they can damage your joints, and I'd rather not damage my joints. Like you it's, know it's how prevent, get stronger though, right? Yeah, they get they get stronger, but they still get stronger with the wrist straps as well. Last I checked, I don't want to end up like Ronnie Coleman walking around on like crutches, looking like some sort of transformer gone wrong. I'm I'm okay. I think I'll. Uh... Um, did you hear how, as he asked you that, he sort of said, "When you lift heavy weights, with like a sort of a smile in his voice, yeah. like sort of implying that you don't." Right. Well, Chugs has actually privately shared with me his deadlift numbers. I'm not going to reveal them here. But Chugs, the Ronnie Coleman comparison is just completely misplaced. As it's a total. He's he's making my last one. I've I've gone much heavier, Ox, and it damaged my back a little while ago. So, Chugs. Here we go. At his prime, at his prime, what did Ronnie Coleman lift? Uh, I believe it was three hundred and ten kg for a squat maybe a little bit higher I, I i have to double check the numbers and i am a bit i'm i'm talking relatively because i don't remember off the top of my head and i believe his deadlift was 280 290 no, no, he's done at least he's done at least 360 kilograms for two because i i'm going off of pounds by the way and trying to convert it so i, I, no, I, I am too. probably got he's it wrong done, wait what's the point of the running coleman question uh, he's the just basically is, i'm just saying i don't want to damage my joints and coach won't accept that the point is that Ronnie Coleman was the the world's elite, arguably the best of all time bodybuilder who pumped copious steroids and about 8,000 calories a day of food into his body over about a period of 20 years. That is why he's fucked up. It's not because There's of more- your little gym adventures, bed lit, benching like 10 kilograms. It's a completely <laughs> different thing. It is and it isn't. When I'm trying to push a new PB every week, I'm going to damage my joints. My joints aren't going to be used to it. I may not be taking steroids or eating 8,000 calories a day, but I, I just, yeah, I, just, I like to push and push and push and push. Otherwise, I would get bored of the gym. And no. I weigh 69 kilos and I can bench, what, 120? 
Uh, you can deadlift 170. I'm not, I'm not going to go into the full amounts, but my current target is to hit 70 kg dumbbells, which is more than my body weight. And I'm on, well, I'm trying to get to 55 at the minute and I'm on 52. So it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's hard shit on the wrists. It, it damages my wrists a lot. And with the rock climbing no, no. as well. No. Well, it's not. Chuck I'm not up, asking you don't have to defend yourself to other people. All right. You know, no I'm, matter how little you lift. <laughs> I literally like, just said, <laughs> I literally just said to him, fuck off, basically, Ava. No. Like, oh, you know what your problem is, Chucks? Your problem Here we is go. Fear. What, what, what's my problem, coach? Fear. I'm not scared. I just, I know it hurts. <laughs> I go through the pain. Like, no, Chucks, you're, 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 you're afraid. <laughs> You're afraid, afraid of how people can become. Yeah, do you know what? Because after all of your, uh, your 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 lovely little messages throughout May onwards about how people hate how beautiful you are, uh, I'd rather not go down that same road. I'd rather not be seen as a threat to uh, other men, and uh, you know, get get everything blocked on me. So I'm quite happy yeah. with the way things are. Chugga always. No, but never listen to the haters. I'm worried about you, Chugs. Because you're going to ignore your bones and your wrists and your joints, and you're going to be terribly unbalanced. You're going to have really big muscles, big hypertrophic muscles, big strong tendons, and you know Achilles tendons and stuff. But you're going to have woefully weak little wrists. Um, and when you hit about age 40, 50, your whole body is going to fall apart. And then at that point, you're going to remember me. You're going to remember the name Coach Bruce Wrangler and what he told you this day. Coach, coach, I will never forget you. Regardless, I won't need to. It won't be what, what, what one day, like you, you, you and me, like brother Chugs, brother Asparagus. That's how it works, coach man. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going anywhere. Okay. Well, um, Chugs, I'm also going to give you a reason to remember the name OX Ears because I'm about to give you some tax advice that you don't want to hear. I was, that- when you guys, when they were talking, I went through it all and I realised I was horribly wrong. So don't yeah. worry. I, yeah, I went through it all. Don't don't worry about that. I'm just gonna try and. Yeah, you, you owe twenty percent, pretty much on every single time you you made a disposal, which is swapping any asset for any other asset. Yeah, just about. Chugs After, is getting his like uh, two hundred thousand pounds of tax, uh, ber- uh, like worries. Like he's gonna go and like he's gonna go pay them off. Don't worry. It's after twelve and a half thousand pounds though, so I do get twelve and a half thousand pounds for free. You know, regardless, so it's it's not that big of a deal. It's all right. It's not. Um, it's only profits, really, as well. It's all right. Just if if your Luna went down, just sell it. You're all right. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not going to sell it, but yeah, I get hodling doesn't. Uh, yeah, you, you don't pay any tax on holding, so it's fine as long as I don't close the well trade the coin. Whenever I see um, the word or hear the word hodl, um, it reminds me of this like fake android tablet that tesco released once when i was like i don't know <laughs> a few years ago it was like a really bad android um like fake ipad and it was called a huddle and um i used to read stories on that all day every day <clears throat> so thank you for reminding me you're very welcome it reminds me of penguins i'm not gonna lie because obviously they have to they have to huddle together to uh, keep warm so whenever i say that i just think of like hundreds of penguins just in, in a circle it's, yeah calming Yeah, that's nice. I'm glad that even through all of the emotional abuse that you've just been through from Coach Bruce Wrangler, that you can still think of nice things like penguins and 
I mean, I just say it if he's doing it because he loves me. That's all, and uh, you know, he loves everyone. So uh, you can't, can't, you got to take it like uh, in, a, in a positive manner with coach. He's not doing it to be horrible. He's just doing it to spread his love. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Do you think? Um, do you think cavemen wore wrist wraps, Chugs? Uh, they did. But Are we they still were, on this wrist wrap thing? Yeah, he's really going for it. Uh, yes, I believe they did, Coach. Uh, and it was made out of the uh, pelt of lions uh, to signify strength. And uh, yeah. As long as there's a rationale, I guess, why not? Um, yeah, I'll have to concur with Bruce. Like, those wraps aren't going to help you if you're just lifting regularly. <laughs> like, they're only for doing deadlifts, I think. <laughs> it's only, like, what else are they good for, Bruce? No, you're confusing wrist support with the the wraps that tie around the bar for grip. It's different. He's uh, his the wrist wraps he has are like a, a firmer composition that stops your your wrist bending back when you're you're benching or something like that. It stops like the uh, bar. No, the, the wrist still bends back. I just use them. Oh, okay. The I now. Okay. I I just use them for the pressure on the wrists to uh, allow my your wrists not to start getting a sharp pain. That's all. Which. You know, they still work out. I still get like little wrist aches every now and again. So they are still allowing for wrist support. It's just they're not like, you know, I still bend my wrist back. Chugs, have you considered that the only reason your body produces pain when you lift is because you're not evolutionarily designed to lift? You're designed to pick berries from trees and not do any of the harsh things like hunting. And that's why I uh, deviate from the genetic and uh, try and force some sort of like biological evolution so that my chain and my uh, my bloodline changes. Oh, you! So you're trying to like take your physical attributes and like have them translate to your like sperm through like positive affirmation or maybe uh, practice or something, and then your children will be stronger as a result. Uh, possibly we'll see how it goes like that, that's that that's yeah I, i've got the spartan mentality where i'm going to send a six-year-old off to uh slay a creature uh when i do breed and uh, that'll be the case if he doesn't come back with a wolf pelt or uh, a fox pelt at the very least then he won't be welcome back in the house you also like you'll be training your children um to be really good like slaves or manual labor if they ever need to be they'll be able to lift much more um than the other like babies of the village and therefore they'll be like the 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 highest price slave and then everyone will bid on them and they'll bid like three cows and two goats instead of like one cow and one goat and i think that's a win as well for your for your bloodline possibly but it's more of a i'm more of a camel kind of guy so i'd, I'd like them to be worth at least three camels at, at oh, the very right. least three, cam- three camels, three three camels. camels. Yeah, camels. I think that's a bit ridiculous, don't you? Three no, camels. no. They, they, they will be worth it. They will be worth their weight in camels. Hey, Excuse Dallas. Me, you both uh, trolls. Are you, are you... I don't know what's going on here. Chugs and Ava talking about camels and stuff coming into our cryptocurrency space. Are you two trolls? Are you here to troll? What's a troll? I'm not a troll. I love Web3. I love cryptocurrency. I love grid bots. I love putting grid bots, some high, some low, trailing, trailing up and down. But you get like uh, like USTC when it went 20%. You know, I had grid bots on that. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> that was me so yeah. it. <laughs> Eva's been paying attention. She's like picking up all the buzzwords we said today and was able to throw them back at us and claim, I don't know, it's frustrating. Ava, what, 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 what don't you like about Gridbots? What frustrates you? What are your pain points? Me? Yep. Um, the main thing about Gridbots for me is the um, time that I have to put into them. And I know it's not a lot of time relative to, say, uh, relative to what's it called, uh, yield staking or whatever it's called, when it's like locked in for like 21 days or whatever. You know, you have a lot more flexibility than that. However, I just I just can't be bothered. I wake up and I'm like, right, it's Gridbot time. And then I just go on Minecraft and then I <laughs> spend 16 hours on Minecraft and I don't eat. But- Zara, I'm so proud of you for slapping Coach down there. Like, well fucking played. What? Did I slap him down? I'm... I don't think it was personal choice. I think she was reflecting on her experience with different trading strategies. Yeah, we I should have Ava debate um, Fat Man Terra. She'd probably do a better job. But uh, hey, uh, <laughs> Dallas, did you have some like strategy for uh, like raising your like kids to be um, some sort of like genetic juggernauts or something like Chugs is doing or what? Yes, I, I did have a little brief amount of commentary on that. Um, I am a crypto fan myself uh, as well. Um, but uh, it's interesting when we look at Neanderthal male and female uh, bone records, uh, there is an equal occurrence of breakage, which seems to indicate that both men and women were actively hunting uh, you know, a lot of people forget that a lot of what hunting used to be back in the day was essentially just running after these animals until these animals couldn't run anymore and they would have to stop and respirate. You know, uh, only humans, horses, hippos, and I think there's one other animal actively sweat. So we would ha- that. So that was a big part of our hunting strategy was having this high endurance to chase down these animals, or at least for uh, Neanderthals. And we do kind of keep going back and kind of reassessing Neanderthals. And there was a study in twenty twenty, so I believe. Does, imp- does this imply to you that Chug should like he should have a woman who breaks her arms periodically so that their kids can be maybe like um, he he thinks that maybe maybe just maybe this energy he has in this life, right? He can pass it on maybe to his sperm and his children. That's, I think. So, so, uh, so yeah, this is what epigenetics and kind of like the resurgence of Lamarckian genetics as well. Um, so, I mean, I think there's a little bit of epigenetics that we've kind of seen at play. Uh, I think the babies uh, that were born during the, the blitz in England kind of indicate that, you know, their mother's, would be starving and then these kids would be kind of growing up in uh, a post-war period and they were actually having a predisposition to getting fat because their bodies had adapted to essentially uh, a famine state you know during gestation so there is a lot of weird stuff that we don't know but um i love my ethereum you know i continue to stake it uh i love cryptos and uh bless you all Thank you, Dallas, for your involvement in it. He he makes it sound as if he's going to go. Is he one of those guys that's like, I've made my point and now I'm going to step down, guys, and I'm just going to step off. I've made my (laughs) point and now I'm going to step off, guys. There are those guys, like, you know, we have a conversation or something. We like, we're talking to each other. And then there's a guy who's raised his hand for a little bit or something. He comes and speaks and he speaks for about two minutes. Then he goes like, all right, I've made my point. I'm just going to step down, guys. I'm going to listen now. I'm going to step down to listeners now, guys. 
it's like he's feeling a little bit awkward at the end. He's not quite sure. I mean, <laughs> carry no, Dallas just does that though. Dallas, Dallas has yeah. a nugget of knowledge. He wants to share it with us. And then he does, and it's beautiful. And then the rest of the time, you know, he knows that his words are valuable and he treasures them. So he uses them when it's most appropriate. He even puts his hand up for it. So he makes sure that everyone can speak their truth in the meantime. And that's why we respect Dallas. You know, you didn't have to be rude about it. You didn't have to try and cyber bully him. You didn't have to try and troll him, all right? Because that's just not a cool thing to do. You think it's funny to come onto Twitter spaces and make fun of people who tell you cool things and cool stories about epigenetics. You're sick in the head. What's wrong with you? It's your fucking problem. Yeah, coach. What's your problem? I'm I'm a simple man. All I want all right, is to be able to walk through my neighborhood and have all these old Italian butchers and barbers say to each other, "Hey, there's that llama boy, and he goes with that young, pretty Dua Lipa." So if anyone knows Dua Lipa and can introduce me to her, we can make it happen. Dallas, may I ask you a question, please? Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Shoot. If a man loves a woman and he wants to ensure his children are strong and healthy and able to deal with the chaos of the world, how should he epigenetically modulate his woman? What should he do to her? Oh, Jesus, that's a that's a tough question. Um, it's, I, I, it's super relevant. Yeah, I think having the proper diet uh, throughout uh, the nine months would probably be the best case you can do uh i think i've even seen a study where like when kids didn't get enough like vitamin a in the womb uh they were they had like a predisposition to like uh not being very intelligent so i just think a healthy diet and let me clarify um, here Dallas. i know all about the fucking vitamins i know all about the nutrition the micronutrients the ada k2 what I want to know, Dallas, is like, how do you epigenetically modulate her? I don't want to know about like what you put in her mouth. I want to know like, what is the kind of hardship you should give a woman to make her resilient? You know, this is interesting. You know, it kind of gets into some of the philosophy of Freud. So Freud believed that human happiness was actually the sensation of being in the womb. So maybe the best thing that you can do epigenetically would be to have that woman do some sort of physical activity every day. So the baby is constantly getting flooded with uh, workout endorphins. That's and then so that is the gayest and, thing I've ever heard in my life. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Women who lift all have miscarriages, you retard and endorphins from exercise is such a me. And that's not even an answer to the question, Dallas. I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to... I'm sorry, to bully. <laughs> sorry, carry on. Ava's carry gone on. aggro just, again. Not, what you're saying is retarded. Ava, the baby comes out retarded. I mean, I, I'm not asking that she's deadlifting and Olympic, Olympic lifting, but I think there's a way that you could possibly do some form of physical activity that would kind of trigger that response. I mean, I'm just, I'm just postulating here. But, um, you know, I, I don't think going into, you know, like if you did the opposite of the pandemic, uh, not pandemic, the opposite of the famine situation, uh, I don't think that would trigger good results either, where essentially you just fatten up the wife and then the child has a predisposition to like being, what, fat resistant? Well, the thing is, 
it's kind of interesting because like women with higher blood sugar their babies always come out like 99 percentile intelligence um it's kind of funny like that's why it's like you know plump wife happy life and it's like all i'm saying yeah, is i, I've think, never I seen... think most doctors don't they recommend like eating snickers bars and like um like maybe lots of refined sugar yeah exactly uh, soft drinks while you're that's pregnant me. and then maybe like i think they recommend like a glass of wine every day too right yeah and a cigarette as well to de-stress you know a cigarette oh, yeah. a day has never hurt a baby that's all i'm saying and anyone who wants to take cigarettes away from pregnant women is probably sick in the head like why are you trying to take the small pleasures of life away from a pregnant woman it just doesn't make sense to me it's sick wait let's clarify let's clarify so um if there's a generation where they are quite gaunt and starving and then the next generation has a higher proclivity to gain fat um, as to make them more resilient. Does that also mean that you can, you can weaken your woman? You can make sure she doesn't do any kind of exercise or lifting and maybe loses muscle. She atrophies greatly. And that would make your baby more inclined to be strong, more of a warrior. Is it something like that? Is it like weak, weak mothers make strong babies? I don't know. I don't know, but I I believe it's a woman's right to drink alcohol while she um has a baby though. Like why like why would you take away that? Don't doctors actually recommend Guinness to pregnant women for the high iron count? Like obviously not like overdoing it, but like it, it's supposed to be like really beneficial for the baby, no? You mean as opposed to just taking iron tablets? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. When I'm pregnant, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna smoke, I'm gonna have fun, and my baby is gonna come out. It's a cool baby because most babies they're not cool to be honest they're kind of lame they don't they don't do stuff they, well, they shit themselves yeah. all the time like they don't know how to it, it affects the baby's brain and like a lack of like you're killing the baby doing that though no open mind open mind look as the woman in the chat right now i am the only speaker here that can grow a baby inside me and then pop it out of me. I can give birth to new life. So I think I might have a little bit more experience in what's good for babies than what isn't, than you, Flo. I think, I think you're forgetting the other component, Ava, actually having a man do it. You can't just like, you know, I mean, you may, maybe you can, maybe you're one of those one in a billion sort of women that can uh, gestate without a man, but it's supposed to be like a medical you know, marvel that's never happened before. So yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Ava. So Ava, I'm FTM. Sorry, go ahead, Bruce. (laughs) I'm FTM trans. I'm biologically female, so fuck you. Uh, Ava, would you say that, like, if you used, would heroin be okay for the baby? Well, yeah, it's going to be a lit baby. (laughs) Like, okay, so let's go on. Oh, that little baby's going to be lit. That's what you're saying? Yeah. So, like, if Dallas said, you know, the womb is what we all aspire to, I don't know if I agree with that. But if that's true, imagine what the womb is like on heroin. It's like double whammy. What about, like, puffing spray paint? Is that cool? Well, it depends what color it is, but, yeah. Oh, so it's a color question, really. What color would give it drip, Ava? That's up to you. I don't know. Choose your own life. Choose your own partner. You're you're the one that said you're the only one qualified to like grow and pop a baby out, so you kind of have to answer these questions now. Yeah, but I'm not growing your baby, Chugs. Obviously not, Ava. Obviously not. Ava, can I ask you a question? Yeah, go ahead. What would you do if you are eight months pregnant and 
your boyfriend is Chugs. And one day you go into Chugs' little office where he's doing his weird gay activities and you look in his bookshelf and you find that a little red book and you open up the red book. It's like one of those moleskin um, notebooks, you know, like a nice, nice kind of texture to it, really thick pages, high GSM. You look inside the notepad and he's written every day for the last eight months his strategies to epigenetically modulate you. And every day there's like a plan to cultivate a specific thing in you by, by uh, making you endure some kind of hardship psychologically or making you uh, endure some kind of physical challenge or something. You realize that everything he ever did with you for the last eight months, like making you um, climb up some kind of hillside or whatever, was with the specific strategy of making your son strong. He was modulating you for the last eight months every day. He was scheming and modulating you. Not a single thing was done out of fun or love. It was all to modulate you. How would you feel? Um, thinking. I'm sorry, this is such a fucked up conversation, Coach. I think it did, like, <laughs> coach, coach, you compare his notes to your notes and then, like, see... What I would want to, it basically depends on what sort of ex, like what sort of things they were. So if there was like, you know, it's really person dependent. If there were any that I would say went over like a put my vibe below a three out of ten on the vibe meter, then I would say that I kill him like with a kitchen. I'd get the kitchen knife, and then I I just stab him in the neck or no, I stab him in the wrists <laughs> in his weak wrists. Yeah. Low yeah. fucking blow over. Low um, blow. But if, I don't if understand it was, what you mean, Ava, because you've, you've gone through it all for the last eight months. You've done these things every day. There's no surprises. The thing is, if it was really proven, like, you know, if I was a really a plan truster, let's say this imaginary universe where, like, you know, I'm in love with Chugs, like, we're, we're in love, we're having a baby. It's like, maybe he was doing it for, for the good of the child, but if he put the child over me and not like equally together, then it's like, well, he didn't really care about me. He's going to throw me in front of a truck for character building. What, for the hang on, Ava, Ava, what if it was in this imaginary universe where I, I was, you know, in love with you and everything was that and everything was great. But obviously, since you obviously carry in my spawn or whatever, or our spawn, you know, that's just taken priority. And then obviously when the baby's born, I can then reshift my focus back to both of you. What happens if there's like a, a you know, a, a a judgment change halfway through and then obviously you know it's going to flip back am i still dying yeah yeah i mean uh, you know what i think i might have changed my answer i think i might just okay. stab you with a kitchen knife in the wrists regardless of okay, no, that's fine. just curious that's fine yeah that, that's perfectly reasonable i understand i have had like i'm quite tired right now so like, if, I, if you ask me tomorrow morning i'll be like relaxed and i might say yeah well, i'm assuming you're hungry as well because like you, you seem a bit aggy today so uh yeah, I need to have a shower. I actually might go have a shower and eat some dinner. Um, I'll talk to you guys later if you want. Well, this is a Tim Ferriss, Rosemary's Baby situation. It's like Rosemary's Baby, but for like people who want to like maximize uh, their genetic potential. It's a very interesting scenario. How did we actually come on to this? Like topic of conversation I, I don't even know how we we made it here i think it went from something about your coach, building and your wrist straps or something that was it yeah coach lured me back into a conversation uh, <laughs> i should be asleep right now thanks coach zero xeers was just trying to get you to post a picture of your face so you can report you to the tax authorities and uh, you thought it was a discussion about wrist wraps i know i know like fucking i, I came into the space saying i love him and he's trying to get me fucked
Thanks. Hold on. Thanks, Ed. Yeah. Did anyone see? Did anyone see what just happened? Chugs said that other people are responsible for his weakness. He failed to go to bed because he doesn't care about his gains or processing the food or getting muscle atrophy or autophagy in the night, you know, cell repair and all these things. And he's blaming us now for being responsible for derailing him. That no, is no, the no. I'm blaming you, heard. Coach. Just you, Coach. No one else. I so represent hear, Coach, so did you hear about the recent um, Doquan sighting? You mean the one in Dubai or another one? No, there was another one. Uh, there was a discussion about uh, Doquan being cited. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, yeah, cited in uh, like, you know, close to the uh, like Patagonian, like mountain range area in the Chile region. You know, like what I'm talking about, like that, the southern uh, uh, like Chile or whatever. So like, yeah, people are like posting all sorts of pictures and things about where they have seen Doquan, like, I don't know, like, it sounds like he's really living it up. Like he's on some boat traveling from here to there, like just roaming around, doesn't give a fuck. Right. Doesn't that sound right? You know, what would, really, you know what would really pump Luna? If, if, uh, <laughs> they hired someone like me to do some funny videos. So imagine a video where it's like in the Himalayas in a mountain range somewhere with one of those camera. Yeah. Have you seen those like Panasonic, uh, P900 or whatever they're called? The ones yeah. that can zoom really fucking far like they've got a crazy zoom you can zoom in on someone's face from like five kilometers away and see the features and stuff it's like insane insane digital zoom plus optical zoom if they imagine like there's a video and it starts in the himalayas near the mountain ranges um and then it zooms in to like a specific part of the mountain and it's doquan is there and then like he seems to see the camera and then he just ducks down out of sight and like <laughs> we get this video and we spread it. <laughs> we put it on YouTube, like Doquan found in the Himalayas, da da da. And then like it's all over fucking Twitter and stuff. Imagine how fucking viral something like that would be. Like Doquan hiding in the Himalayas. Almost like uh, a new yeah. um remember the hunt for Osama bin Laden and all that stuff? Like where the fuck is he? And and all the bombings and stuff. And then maybe there could be a bombing of the mountain ranges. You know what I mean? Like some some big <laughs> like a little like a, a daisy cutter or something. Yeah, what about um what about this uh like okay, so there's Interpol, right? And they want uh maybe reports of sightings, but what about all the bots that are gonna like take like maybe AI generated landscape pictures and like I don't know, post some sort of geotag locations and then sent this and like fill the um email inbox of Interpol with all this information, then what, right? Like um like how are they gonna filter all that spam? How are they going to like <laughs> take advantage of this information and try to like go capture him mm. Mm. well what i was thinking was like there's no there's no current thing do you remember those those old creatures like the yeti and the bigfoot and the loch ness monster or something like that there's nothing quite like that so there's a gap for it to become doquan i think like if it's marketed and narrativized correctly it could be some kind of hybrid between like one of those mythical creatures that is sighted every now and then. Well, like the, I saw another one lately. It was like the this uh, giant shark that was spotted by a camera at the base of an oil rig or something. Like is his megalodon crap that always comes out every like three or four years. And like there's a there's an image on Google Maps of looking down on the ocean and this this like outline of what seems to be a shark that's about fifty meters long. Like what is this? You know, the, <laughs> you know we really what we really need to trigger people is we need to start doing some like little like video clips of dough on YouTube, but in the background, 
is like i don't know you know how you can put in those little backgrounds of like the beach or like maybe like spain or something <laughs> like like you have uh you, you you demonstrate that he's just trouncing around the world and just like messing around and wasting everybody's people's money that he quote unquote scammed and and just kind of like <laughs> he's just like living it up like it's going to make people's blood boil big time i think i was also thinking about stuff like you know those netflix tv programs like breaking bad or something you could have doquan be an extra in the background like the far background like there's a shoot up or something or or whatever the main character like a little easter egg he's an easter egg there's a shoot up and and the main character's having an okwan just walks in the background and like nobody would know to start with but then like a year later they're like what the that's okwan and then he he appears in like all the fucking tv programs and like random youtube videos like some guy who's doing a review of like a a cruise ship he did you know one of those um like a 14 day cruise like what was my time on piano ferries like or what was my time on whatever the fairy's like in the background on the deck on the sun chair is Do Kwan. You know what I mean? He just appears fucking everywhere. Or uh, did you ever see the TV show uh, Lost? So t- you, I guess you didn't, but Lost was the show where like every episode would have some really, really, really nuanced like clue as to like what else is going to happen in the show. Oh, and come only... on. It was not, it was not that obvious half the time. Like, no, it was I... not obvious at all. Like you'd have to go back after seeing the show like for a period of time, go back to certain episodes, use a magnifying glass or like notice certain new nuanced details. Cause it was a, it was a show about like, I don't know, like dimensions and time travel and all this other bullshit. Anyway, the point is like the nuances would be really, really subtle. And like a bunch of nerds on the internet would go through with like a fucking magnifying glass frame by frame and find all the little Easter eggs and all the tricks. And like they added, they had so many in the show. It was actually really impressive. Like, but imagine you create like this puzzle, the search for Do Kwan, and like everyone's like, like, you know, figuring out where the hell he is using this like set of clues that we create. Did you ever watch Fringe, Sefi? I feel like that was your sort yeah, of yeah. thing. Uh-huh. So you know how there was always ciphers at the end of every episode? I didn't know that there was like any secret yeah. shit. So, you know, like every single time it would cut out, there'd be like a random shape of like a frog with a heart or something like going for it. They were all ciphers and they all like had like a secret. Oh, message in them. those. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that was a puzzle. Yeah, I figured it was something. But yeah, no, that could be Duquan, like trying to, trying to find Duquan. There's just like these like random ciphers there. Like, yeah, I don't know. It can't be too complicated. Like the dimwits have to get it right. Like the, the Twitter dimwits who follow this sort of thing have to be able to sort it out eventually. Hang on, who are you talking about here? Who are you referring to as a dimwit? Mm, um, I don't know. Like, you know, the the usual, like, Twitter drama crowd. Well, the the people that aren't going to figure out Chugs' cipher problems. Those folks. <laughs> you got you to gotta dumb this down a little bit. Chugs, did you notice the power dynamic change about two minutes ago uh, when Sefi, like... Sefi had been above you in social status until now. And then in the last two minutes, when Sefi started talking about the obviousness of the lost clues and you corrected him, there was a kind of a backtracking and then he changed his story and you became the alpha male. And on that note, the alpha male. Now he said the lost clues were difficult to find. They were not obvious, not the other way around. He doesn't want to hear it because he's alpha. Yeah. Anyway. It's weird, like both Ava's and Chugs, like, is it just, is it, does my voice do this too or just theirs? Like, when they first start talking, you can't hear what they're saying. Is that, it doesn't happen with your microphone, Bruce. I don't know why, like, every, both times when Ava and Chugs both start talking, it's like, you can't hear what they're, like, it takes a while for it to, like, I don't know, 
maybe they're covering their putting their mic on their hand or something, their hand above their mic, something. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't also I don't know if there's priority of is there priority of the host? Like oh, if there you, is, yes. Ah. So if you and uh KT or someone is speaking, you will cut over her. Kind of, yeah. I think like yeah, host, co-host and all that, like there's like this hierarchy of it's like how it modulates, I think, the volume or something like that. There's something. I'm not sure how it works exactly, but uh like if someone's mic is really hot, like and they're the host, then it kind of like is crazy loud. It overrides everybody, which is frustrating. But anyway, um, what's you, you guys need to sleep or what? Like, <laughs> I don't know what time it is there. No, it's only like um, 11.45, I think. Oh, that's cool. Is is in Uganda. So it's like 1 a.m. there. It's not too late. Yeah, world-class hackers. The problem with doing like hundreds of millions of dollars of hacking is you have to hide. But I don't know, like, years, I'm sorry, um, ears, not years. Ears, like, how well do you, like, blend in in Nigeria, though? Or in Uganda, I'm sorry. Um, well, um, the, the problem is that here in Uganda, pretty much everybody is black. Um, so I don't, fit in too well um but the thing is i i do uh, overcome this and i'm not sure if i can share this on twitter spaces without getting cancelled so i probably won't um okay. no it's fine this is this is about your your body pain right yeah um yeah it's exactly that Oh, yeah, I, don't think, I, paint I don't think dressing up like a local tribal or something like that. I don't think that's going to hide your. Um, I don't think that's going to hide your particular. No, idea. oh no, it's nothing like that. Oh okay. God, no, 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 that's not okay. Oh no, I understand. Okay, this is a misunderstanding. No, I paint. I paint myself yellow um, because I want to emulate a uh, someone with a liver injury, so I can hide in the hospital. Oh, so you want to like try to mimic a, like a liver cirrhosis? So that you could just like show you yes. can be hospitalized. They're not going to expect a world class hacker to be stuck in a hospital. So you just lay there periodically, get like a some fluid drain from your abdomen, like a paracentesis type of thing, and then you just kind of carry on hiding the hospital setting. Yeah, sure, I can I can see that. It's actually yeah, not that way to hide. I would think I, I don't actually use exactly. It's it's very like uh, appear weak when you're strong. Um, and it's not actually yellow paint. It's actually real. What is it? Bill, Bill Rubin? What do you call it? Billy Rubin. Yeah, Billy Rubin. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you just it's like real. you inject yourself with Billy Rubin to turn yourself yellow, even though you really don't have liver disease. Uh, as a, as a Correct. way to look sick, hide in a hospital, hide from the authorities. Eh, I think it's reasonable. Uh, it sounds like um, a good plan. Is and because the Ugandan. Because the Ugandan hospitals are poorly managed and poorly run, uh, they just see a man with clear signs of liver disease, and uh, I never get like moved. I'm always in a hospital bed the whole time, and uh, they seem to forget about me sometimes. But yeah, you, I just you, you just claim cool. you just claim you're like an alcoholic or something like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. They just figure um, you're and my sap. hair is all kind of matted, and and you know I look a bit insane, so that that helps. Um, it's. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty convincing. 
So if you like play someone that no one really cares about, like a like some kind of like disheveled alcoholic homeless guy, then you can hide in plain sight. I think that's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. But so you're not mm-hmm. living on like you're not living it up in yachts and things like that with all your money. You're not um Oh no. blowing it on Lamborghinis or whatever. Like so what despite the fact that you have like I don't know, what is it now? Eight or nine hundred million dollars by now, you just sort of just play like the like you're poor like all the yeah. time um the thing is so all these guys they've got memories like goldfish um everybody forgets about these hacks so over time you know maybe one day i'll be able to live somewhere a bit more normal um i don't think i'll ever have a yacht but because uh, that's pretty you know obvious if i'm standing there on the deck you know with champagne it's like who's that guy um what's he doing but the thing is you're so but you're so addicted to hacking things like i thought it was over with when you finished the nomad bridge i was like what 70 million bucks and then you go and do this thing with the binance thing like that's what another i don't remember seven mil or something finally like i don't know how much you find with i got a i got about a hundred uh just over a hundred off chain um could have been more but you know but so but there was um but if you keep stirring the pot, right, aren't you just going to get caught eventually? Like, why would you keep like... Uh, um, you'd think so. These, but you think these people are idiots? There's like no way they're going to catch you, so whatever. Just keep doing it. Well, it's just like, I find really creative places to hide. Uh, no one's ever going to look for me here. Uh, and there's a, lots of other really fun, uh, really fun places to hide that no one really expects you to, to go. Like, for example... Um, I was actually working as genuinely, I was employed as a janitor at a hotel uh, in New Mexico. And I was just working there for a bit, which is pretty dangerous in the US. And then I went to real Mexico and I did the same thing, but I became the hotel manager. Um, so I actually got promoted up through the ranks and I ended up being the uh, CEO of the Hilton Group. That's when I knew I had to leave because I'd gotten too high in the organization, too much scrutiny. Um, there's all kinds of like really fun places, you, you know, um, in, the, in the sort of bowels and the depths of cruise ships you know, shoveling coal into the fire, into the furnace. That's another um, place. I don't uh, think cruise ships run on coal anymore. You'd be surprised. Um, 95% oh. of modern cruise ships all operate on coal. Um, <laughs> most of them are, um, yeah, fully coal powered. It's really surprising. Mm, I wasn't aware of these facts. Um I'm glad I've learned a lot today. So, Jer Bear, did you have something to say? You have to yeah, I saw a uh, I saw a picture today of a 18 year old woman who had a surgery to cut off, I believe, 65 percent of her liver and donate it to her father um, because he had some sort of a uh, problem with his liver, so they had to take some out and yada yada yada. Um, just curious, uh, what type of effects would that have on you in, I guess, day-to-day life? Like, you know, can this woman like process alcohol and shit like that? Obviously not like the rest of us. And yeah. Can you give me your like doctor analysis? Yeah. You mean like, well, what are the outcomes for people that donate part of their liver? You mean? Yeah. Like what are the outcomes and how would it affect her in day-to-day life compared to a person who has a hundred percent of their liver? Assuming she like healed up fine. Assuming that like she didn't have any infections or anything else, everything went really smoothly. Um, it shouldn't affect her life much at all, really. Like 
that you probably shouldn't like drink yourself to death in that situation either. <laughs> but uh, no, you'll do you'll do fine. Like you don't like you have. There's a lot of excess liver capacity, so um, generally not a big deal. I would say. Really, that's very interesting. Okay. Huh. Yeah, shouldn't really affect too much. Like, yeah, they're not going to say, "Hey, go and drink lots of alcohol every day." It's probably a bad idea, but I don't know. Um, but like, can she drink as much alcohol as like, and not not as she wants, but like, if she wants to have like a girls' night out and maybe like gets plastered, like that's totally fine. Mm, yeah, for the most part, I I think it just depends on the magnitude or whatever. But yeah, you should be generally okay. Oh, that's interesting. Thanks. Mm, I don't know. Katie does. Katie gave away part of her liver. Um, is that why you're talking about this? Like she's, uh, you're like trying to figure out like how much she can or can't drink. Um, yo, sorry. I just got to leave the space. Bye guys. I understand. Okay. How you feel. It's fine. You had to run. Uh, I was asking. Good luck. Yeah. Important questions, but whatever. So anyway, like, yeah. So yeah, the Doquan um, hunt is on and like, I don't know, maybe anyone can come up to speak that has seen him who has like a, a rig, maybe like a backpack full of like binoculars, granola bars and other shit to go and like go on the hunt. Uh, be sure to like DM the Lunkdow. Um you know, like if you're planning on like going on some kind of like hunting trip or something and uh, maybe we can find some friends for you to go with and you can all hunt together. What do you think, Bruce? You think like, like the buddy system would be best or what? Like pair people up or what? I'm not sure, Sefi. I'm not sure. You've never done a man hunt? Uh, I'm just having a look at a few of the cryptos you know curve usd is coming out soon curve okay all right the liquidity backed stablecoin mm, okay are you interested just, in it for whatever reason i've got an open long on it that i opened when it was like 0 0.7 so i'm just going on the telegram and i'm going to say when when curve usd so this is for so you're you got the curve token with a long with anticipation that like this thing comes out and the curve token bumps yep hopefully it bumps to like uh i don't know two or something if there's a how much leverage you put how much like did you gamble on that like it, like a two x it's only no no it's uh it's the q coin futures bots so you can get a weird low, low liquidation like the liquidation is like 0.4 okay. or so really low um and then i think it's like 0.9 now let me look so it's really safe then relatively speaking you have you have to go down a lot for it to like lose your money yeah so it's, it's 0.9 now and the liquidation is 0.4 or something so yeah it's fine um but yeah i just have it there and then i think i'm gonna maybe set like a take profit or something Got the beeping going on. Yeah, it's fine. Like your house alarm or He's something. Activating, He's He's activating his box. I made a porridge. It's a microwave. Okay. <laughs> it's a, it's not now, the bomb going off. Could be a bomb. 
Um, I, I was just going to share some uh, some some insight here. Now, there's a chain coming up called Bearer Chain, which on the face of it is really fucking stupid. The marketing is like, oh, it's probably a scam. Um, I, I like that self-deprecating humor. It's quite funny. But under the hood, it's actually very clever. Um, Bearer Chain has this really interesting idea that you can come and stake um, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, or the native sort of bear token to secure the network. And then you can actually trade between the three of them while it's still staked. And you can mint a stable coin or something called honey against your staked position as well. So you can kind of play on the network even while you're staked. So it's, um, it's pretty cool. Like the whole thing's very, very cool. And uh, I recommend everyone checks it out. Bearer chain, incorrectly spelled on purpose. B-E-R-A? That's the one. There's mm-hmm. a thread. Uh, where is he? Yeah, I I agree, Grover. I've actually read quite a bit on them too. It is a very interesting uh, liquidity flywheel that they're trying to use. It's actually really cool, yeah. I'm all about flywheels. You should know this about me, Jeb. I love the flywheels. And this thing is convexible as well from day one, which is also extremely funny. Um, so the whole yeah, the whole thing is cool. There's there's a thread by a dude called Riley GMI, Riley underscore GMI, who uh, sort of outlines this with a nice little diagram. Um, so yeah, just like just like I saw that was cool. Mm, how do you get this thing? Like it's on what system? Uh, it's a cosmos. It's going to be a cosmos chain. Oh okay, and it's available now. Or no? Uh, I don't know when they're launching or how or anything at all other than it looks like fun. Uh, let's see. No, no clue. Is it one of those deals where like it's super important to be early or is it one of those things that like um no matter where when you hop in it's like it, it's interesting nevertheless right you see what i'm saying um, like it's probably going to be interesting like I, I don't know i mean hard to say how the any of these tokens are going to do like I, don't, I have absolutely no no information on that but it just looks like it's going to be a fun casino for everybody to play around in and i'm sure things are going to break um and it just looks like there's a whole bunch of stupid apps launching on top of it, and it just looks like fun. Yeah, the good thing about <laughs> Cosmos chains, at least, is like the base chain, if you make it simple, is hard to really break it. So you can build all sorts of like wacky shit on top um, without, I don't know, like relatively low risk, assuming you have a decent audit. So there's there's a lot of fairly simple things you can do, like these kinds of things. Yeah, I I thought it was a marketing gimmick. Um, they were like, oh, proof of liquidity, and um, like their uh, their tagline is "Bearer Chain fixes this," which is which is pretty funny. Uh, and the whole thing, if you go on their Discord, I just I joined it just earlier on to see what's going on, and there's like a channel dedicated to copy pasta. And it's just like a bit boy. Um, I'm the one putting in the work behind the scenes. Have you seen this? Have you seen this video? It's fucking classic. Um, 
bit boy absolutely off his head on cocaine. Possibly. This guy oh, is fucking glasses. Yeah, that was super interesting. Like this. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, somebody posted earlier this, like, um, you know, this guy needs a doctor, and he like posted it to me, like, <laughs> like we're gonna have to host an intervention for Bitcoin crypto. I guess someone claimed like he doesn't represent the community. I don't know, like, who would have said that? Like, I don't know, whoever. And then he went off on, like, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX, and I don't know what else. Like, he just he went off on Brian Armstrong, too. Oh, on Brian Armstrong. Yeah, it was like, really, he just lost his shit on uh, YouTube. He's really, really upset. You know, he's sounding like, uh, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. He's just going on this rant. Like, it's really impressive. Totally unhinged. Uh, yeah. If it, like, does anyone have that? Yeah, you have a link to that to put on the. Um, um, yeah, let's have a look. Um, the, the the crazy part about this is he's lost a bunch of weight recently as well. Um, so I suspect he's probably on TRT or uh, something stronger. Who did Bitboy or? Mm-hmm. He might have had lost surgery. a whole bunch of weight, and he uh, he's got really angry. You think or you think oh, he's doing drugs? I think he's doing drugs. <laughs> That's OXE's opinion. You think the probability yeah. higher that he's doing drugs? <laughs> Is he? He's American, right? Yeah. Yeah, he lives in Florida. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure he lives in Atlanta. He's probably headed down to the health clinic and got some male help. Bitboy Crypto is on testosterone replacement therapy now, Ava. Oh, okay. I understand. He used to be a big drug addict before he started this channel. Are you judging him for that, MP3? Yeah, I actually talked to him in Las Vegas and in Miami about this. He, he recovered off of drugs like in 2008, 2009. But yeah, he used to be a big... You think he fell off the wagon with all the stress? <laughs> I don't think so. He has a huge team behind him now. But well, he got hammered by like the crypto OG crowd big time, I'm right? Sure he did, man. He starts shit with everybody. Like he's like the nicest guy in person, but like online he just like a keyboard warrior. It's crazy. No, yeah, like he uh the, like like everyone has put a dig on, in on him like I think like everyone in the crypto Twitter like crowd, right? Whatever that is, like you know, they're like, yeah, he's taking money for uh, shilling on YouTube and not advising his um, audience and stuff like this. And um, yeah, that's, he's taking like money from little Mike the He was definitely doing that back in 2020. I know that for a fact. Him no, it's it's been verified that he's been doing it, but I think yeah. the stress of having the like negative attention on him on social media and like messing with his little brand or whatever that he built. <laughs> there used to be a co-host of his. I thought I think his name was Jason. Oh, I know I got, Jason. He got fuck. He got kicked out of the bar that they were hosting his BitBoy crypto meetup back in like 2020 and he got kicked out for like starting a fight with one of the one of the hostess 
and uh, he got super drunk. He got super drunk that night and started yelling at everyone. And then he started screaming at BitBoy and then and then telling everyone he was a paid chiller. (laughs) And um, like I don't know, he just went on a rampage. And like a year later, he stopped being on his on his TV shows. But yeah crazy guy they had a little falling out type of thing and i guess so they're fighting each other mm. hey bruce what would it take for me and you to get into like a blood sport like what if we started like attacking each other online and like stabbing each other like what would that look like you think that'd be bad i think they'll get to the point where you're like hang on bruce are you are you still joking or are you serious i, I think it would get to that point very quickly you you're saying you're saying that like um i would like in Crack. a game of chicken, right? Like you think I would fold first. Yeah, I think you'd fold way before me. In fact, mm-hmm. I think that you'd fold on like the first day. And I'd have to like reassure you and be like, Sefi, it's just, we're doing this for engagement. Remember what we agreed like a day ago? That's what we're doing now. And then like I'd never be able to do it with you again because I don't know. It's like. You're, you're saying even if you, if we planned it ahead of time, just the mere like volleys, like the, the act of doing it, I would be heartbroken and that would be the end of it you'd you'd think something has cracked inside me where i just stopped playing and um i mean all of it like or you you'll think like he started by playing but now he seems to really fucking hate me what have i done wrong <laughs> and then you you you, you reach out to me through like, through like telegram or something like oh shit he's lost he's lost it again he's uh he's had some kind of break and now like he's taking it out against me that kind of thing or something yeah like or, or just the just the emotion he just got carried away with it he's out i don't know i'd you, you'd want to resolve it you want you want harmony again trust me i think you would um, yeah it's like if you disappeared for a week like maybe i'm thinking oh shit he got totally obsessed with grid bots stake in grid bots stake in grid bots and he just like got into this whole, like thing and now he just disappeared and like where did he go or maybe he went to a country and became like a i don't know like yeah you know, maybe you started a spelunking um, expedition for a year, and you you're, you're in a cave somewhere looking at bats or something. And uh, how did how come he abandoned us? Why did he disappear? What did I say? What did I do wrong? That's kind of like the narrative, maybe that would go down in my head. Because, right? Like you you think that's that's the idea? I think so. Hello. Hey. Yeah. Uh, hello, Ava. Uh, uh, can you two stop talking about like these things about like fighting with each other? It makes me feel really sad and upset. Now that I've eaten something and had a shower, I feel way better. But this conversation's brought me back down again. We, we made Ava feel sad, even with the mere implication of this happening. That's kind yeah. of concerning. Why are you fighting? sort of thing um yeah sad it's it's sad to think about these things and you know the beautiful beautiful friendships that can be destroyed by just you know a bit of engagement farming um yeah like i can imagine ava you dming bruce he didn't really mean it and kt is sending me a dm saying no no no, he didn't really mean it that way um this is what he meant (laughs) like you know (laughs) Like, uh, uh, like trying to push everything back to the way it was, right? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, exactly. Or like maybe we sort of, you know, we make a group chat with everyone apart from you two. And we're like, how can we, how can we make everything okay again? How can we make everything right in the world? 
And we tell Grover to go from the male angle, and we, I mean, sorry, Xerox is, and we tell Dallas to do a, a speech next time about love and reconciliation. And we tell Jerbed to make a joke. I don't, I don't really know, but I'm I can imagine like maybe Carrie coming on and saying, "Okay, I have experience, uh, like with nineteen to twenty-nine year old relationships, or was that the right age group? Nineteen to twenty-eight, something, right? She has this like age group that beyond which she doesn't tread. That's where yeah. her expertise is. So she kind of comes on and like, okay, I'm going to use this expertise. I'm going to talk Bruce uh, out of this." Um, you know, like rut or whatever it is he's in, right? Like you could, just, you could play this out in your head uh, and see what Terry's going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, that conversation just reminded me uh, of like DeFi. Like I just, you know, it just made me start thinking about it. And like, it's funny how like DeFi like isn't actually decentralized. Do you know what I mean? Because like the teams run it all. Not that that's like inherently bad or anything, but like the risks you take with regards to that other risks you take. And I just think that's really interesting. I think, uh, you know, this is a cryptocurrency space and we should really talk about that sort of thing instead of this stupid, foolish play talk, talking about stupid made up things all the time. Right, right. Um, but Ava, if you had uh, a situation where there were say like uh, five horses, right? And imagine that the largest horse is the size of a house. And the smallest horse is the size of perhaps a cat. Um, wow. Of those five horses, which one is the biggest do you th- that you think you could beat in a fight? Um, so like the cat-sized horse, and then maybe it's like a dog, and maybe then it's like a kitchen table. That's, that's probably a bit too small, actually. We need to get bigger. Um, but you get the idea. So like out of like a score of five, so five out of five horses, like the size of a house. I would say I could certainly, first of all, thank you for the excellent question. Uh, Secondly, I could absolutely beat the five out of five house-sized horse. Um, It's actually quite easy. You just have to look at the animal. You have to emanate love and friendship. And then you have to climb up inside its mouth with a little knife and just stab it from the inside. Um, So, yeah, it's a pretty, I'd say that five out of five is actually easier than maybe four out of five because of that. Um, but they're all doable. But yeah, what about you, Zero Xs? Hmm. Well, I was gonna. I was gonna say it's a trick question because yeah, you can disarm the horses and ride them. But then you ended it by saying you just you'd stab them from inside their own heads. Um, I didn't see that coming. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think probably Zero Xs. Sorry to interrupt you. Are we able to use any sort of tools in said fight? Uh, whatever you have in your shed. What about my room? I have something in my room. Can I use that? Mm, do you live inside a shed? Yes. Right, you can use it. Perfect. That's what's amazing. the thing? What's the thing? Amazing dialogue. Um, like I'm glad I'm recording this Twitter Spaces because um, we're going to need to review this and like you know uh, include this information in the new book that's coming out. Um, yeah, very intriguing, insightful conversation, both of you. Um, you ask what the thing is that I have? Who's Grover? Zero X years. Did you ask what thing I have? Yes, I did. 
Jeremy, you know, I know I know you want to tell us, I know you want to share with us. So just share it, you know, you don't need to wait for his permission. <laughs> I don't know, I'm just polite in that manner. Um, so a number of years ago, my my brother, him and his friend, uh his friend's like a little bit nuts, uh, took some some barbed wire and they wrapped it in electrical tape and they made like handle on this barbed wire. And now I have like this club made out of barbed wire. And it's just kind of sitting in my room and I don't want to like throw it out or anything. In your room, you have a barbed wire club with a duct tape handle? No, no, it's electrical tape. It's like wrapped in black electrical tape. So how many people have you hit with it? Absolutely none. I, I don't think I ever will. Oh. That's a weird object to have in your room. Imagine, like, now we know why you don't have a girlfriend, right? <laughs> like, imagine you bring her home. She sees this on your wall hanging with little hooks. No, 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 no. It's, 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 underneath, it's underneath, like, my, uh, my dresser, you know? Oh, so it's a secret. So you're hiding it's it. It's a secret, exactly. Like, like hey, baby girl, you want to come over to my house and see my barbed wire wrapped in electrical tape? I won't use it on you, but I want to show it to you because I think it's cool. Exactly. That sounds yeah, like... Yeah, but I think I'd use that on the horse, Grover. So, Ava, you're saying that's like a line almost. Like, that would be attractive. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Would um, it work on you? Like, would, would it work on you if your, like, boyfriend said, hey, by the way, I have this collection of, like, barbed wire. That's... Maybe, like, yeah, like, imagine, like, I have barbed wire, like, little, like, animal shapes, like little origamis maybe. or something, like little rabbits made of barbed wire you think this would be normal or you think that would be like well you're fucking nuts yeah no it's animal shaped obviously i mean like fucking pretty normal to get me there like i think think it turns you into top g you know yeah in other words if your barbed wire shape is a club it would be bad but if it's shaped as like a little rabbit then ava would be like all right that's cool if it's club you're top g The thing is, I, I think it's more impressive if you make the barbed wire yourself or if you manage to sort of, like, you know, like, let's say even though there's, like, hair clips, like, little bobby pins or whatever, if you, like, manage to twist loads of those into barbed wire yourself, like a craft project, I think that would be really impressive. So you're saying I should maybe drop this off at, like, a daycare and then go make one myself? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna drop this one off at the day at a daycare. Yeah, yeah. Let some kids play around with it. You know, have fun. Yeah, that makes. So you want kids? You want Perfect. children to play with your play with your things? Yeah, they can like hammer nails with it and stuff. Do you not think that's kind of suspicious of and weird if you want children playing with your things? So here's the funny thing: Ears talked about killing some sort of like different size different scale horses or something uh i'm not sure why you'd kill these things but like there was this battle and jerry bear's first thought was i have a big i have a barbed wire club wrapped in electrical tape we've discovered a lot of interesting things today about ears about ava and about jerry bear it's really yeah i don't really want to like i don't know what to do with it i'm never going to use it and i don't want to just like throw it away because i'm afraid someone else is going to take it and harm someone so i just kind of keep it so Um, that no one gets harmed you know 
at, at the next like knife amnesty. So sometimes like the police will say, okay, if you've got like a big knife or like a katana or like a broadsword or a samurai sword, you can take it in, you can hand it to the police and they'll be like, okay, well done. Thank you. Um, so next time they do that, bring your like club and say, um, yeah, I'd like to give this back to, to you to melt down, to turn into something useful, uh, like an art installation. Uh, Jerbear, send us a picture of it. Um, I will send a picture of it to Doquan. He's going to use it as a defense tool. Uh, maybe you can wrap it up in a little gift, and um, I'll find his address. You can mail it to him. Is that cool? Because there's welcome. like people trying to attack him. You're aware of this? Yes, but I don't want anyone being harmed with it. You know, so even in self defense, absolutely not. Well, like someone's um, going to come into like maybe kidnap um, you. Uh, you wouldn't use this in defense? No, that's why I know jujitsu. I'd just like beat the shit out of you. When did you become Jewish? Nothing about his religion. Um, in the city of Manchester, uh, they had a gun drive and they, and they got lots of people to hand in their guns. And they did a really nice thing. They built a big, beautiful statue of a wasp out of all of the guns. And um, you can look this up. It's real. It's the, uh, the, the gun wasp of Manchester. So if the Nazis try to invade uh, England next time, you're going to have to take apart this fucking statue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they just they just made it out of the guns. They didn't do anything to the guns. I don't. Know, I, I guess they like made them uh, safe by like removing the firing mechanism. But it's just made out of guns. I'll, I'll share a picture. I'll see if I can find it. Mm, I don't know how you're going to defend yourself with a wasp statue, uh, like made of guns. But uh, whatever. That actually looks really cool. I just looked it up. It's like a waste of metal or something. I don't know. Okay, fine. Yeah, Dallas, what's up? If I remember correctly, in the show Beast Wars, which was like the Transformers, but they were uh, animals, there was actually a giant robotic wasp one. So what if this gun wasp actually could like awaken and defend the city in times of peril? That would be badass. I think the people of Manchester need to be able to activate this creature. Uh, I think that yeah. would be the best solution. And then what if the giant wasp had to fight the Mothman as well? So I think there's a lot of potential here where we can kind of have like each region has their, you know, giant monster or robot fight each other uh, for dominion over the planet. I think maybe this is the next foray into politics that we should pursue is just uh, each each little city has its own defender and whoever has the best defender gets to dictate World policy. Holy shit, this gun wasp is big. Look at this picture that yours put up here. Oh, wow. That's a big gun wasp. That's a <clears> big <throat> ass wasp. It's got like antennas made of like scopes and extensions. And it's just like old men, like old. It's like your granddad had like a gun to shoot animals with. And he died. You still had the gun, but you didn't really use it. And then they did this drive, so you just gave in, gave it in. Like that's what this is. Like no one like has guns. It's just like they're just giving away their family heirlooms because they don't care. Hmm. 
where is this is whereabouts is it um <clears throat> it's in manchester i'll share an article as well it's oh. very insightful is it is it called the gun wasp is it called something else um the official name is the manchester bee and it's made out of guns and knives <laughs> and it was two years in the making it's doing a school tour and it's bringing a crucial life-saving message along with it which is uh something about um anti-violence <laughs> it doesn't seem very anti-violence to me it looks pretty violent actually um but the subject's changed simp army yeah what's that, what's with that about coach what's your problem um you talking to me yeah um sorry <laughs> why are you apologizing i don't know i just got obliged <laughs> to apologize it was because we all went silent. <laughs> what do you mean by like this to join my simp army? What are you trying to do here, Bruce? Like, what's the what's the goal? What's the function? What do you mean? <sighs> what I'm asking is, what's your problem? Why do you need? Why do you need a simp army? Are you, you fighting mean? a war? What do you mean? You know what, Bruce? Forget it. All right, just forget it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what I said, does it? Will, will you join my simpani though? Please. <coughs> by the way, by the way, Ava. Ava. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 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 Yoda. Um. <laughs> Yo, oh. we should talk about Ava. What? Say yes, sir. I'm your boss now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like your tweet. I'm not in your sim army. It's not about that. I'm just asking you a question that's unrelated. Yeah, yeah, what is it? What did you, what did you start drawing earlier? What, what did you draw? I've been drawing the last couple of days. Um, <laughs> so, I... Uh, uh, what? Are you making fun? You know what? I'm not going to tell you my idea if you're making fun of me, honestly. I don't, I feel, I don't feel in the mood to be made fun of. Um... Oh no, it wasn't. I have sleep apnea. But go ahead. What was it? <laughs> we should use sleep tape then. No, I'm shy now. It's, it's a bad context. I don't want to shout. I've been oh, nurturing no. this idea like my little baby, and I, I don't want to embarrass myself and be made fun of and down down reacted. I just have sleep apnea. Go ahead. No, no. Please, 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 mommy Ava, please. Mommy. I'll tell you about it later when I feel more comfortable, but right now I don't feel comfortable. Mommy, if I can have some chili on top. Wait, sorry, did you repeat that? Hey, I have a question about the simp army, actually. Uh, Coach Bruce, are are we simping for you, or are you going to use us like a commander and direct us to simp various women that, um, you know, at your discretion? 
I don't want to talk about this now. It's the wrong space. But loyalty will be rewarded. If you trust in that, then join the simp army. How does one join such a simp army? Is there like an application form I can yeah, fill yeah. out? Yeah, but in my tweet at the top of this uh, Twitter space, you like it to signify that you are willing to be obedient for life. And then bounties will come. Great bounties and boons will come. Can you please define such bounties and boons? No. We're going to create a DAO on DAO DAO. We're going to create a DAO, and it's going to be a great DAO. And hang on. <clears throat> Wait one second. <clears throat> I think what we should do is create a DAO. Your impression of him is so good. Who are you talking Dude. about? <laughs> you know, I'm willing to join the army, but as like a mercenary. What's the guy talking about? Are you going to provide us with like training or munitions at all? That's a really good question. Look, I haven't decided what to do with you all yet, but there'll be a, there'll be a, some kind of incident that comes up, and then I'll be able to use you all, and I'll provide whatever you need. All right, so long as it's plus EV, and I work out what I'm getting out of it is more than I put in it, then I'm willing to uh, give you what you need. Is there going to be a whitelist? I don't, this isn't this isn't the space for it. This is a Doquan hunting group. Let me change the space name. <sighs> Tired of these fucking wasting time. Do <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? In the space you that? Just Jesus. change the name of the space and make it whatever is necessary. KT, <laughs> how are you, by the way? I'm good. How are you? I was just going to say, do you even want to join his simp army? Because I feel like I don't. Like, I'm not convinced I would even want to join that. What, yeah, if, it was actually, a, what if it was a simp collective? KT, um, what was that, Jay? I was going to ask, how would you feel if Bruce's simp army simped for you? Would you appreciate that? Um, yeah, I guess we could have like a simp alliance. I guess that, yeah, that could work. I don't really like this name anymore, Bruce. I think we could call it something better for us. I, I don't know. I just, you've been building up so much hype about this project, and like nothing has really happened. Maybe it is this fucking simp army because nothing's happening. Um, B3, I don't think, while I'm not part of this, you know, simp army cult thing, I feel like your attitude in general is quite negative and we don't really need that in this space. So maybe you could reconsider your mindset on these things and try and look at life with a more positive lens and try and foster gratefulness rather than fear. Thank you. You're right. It's been a long day. Honestly, I don't care. It doesn't matter how day, <laughs> how long the day's been. Um, what do you guys like to put on your toast? I like peanut to put butter. crunchy peanut butter that I order from Amazon in a big tub. Crunchy peanut butter with no palm oil, Ava. There is no palm oil inside my peanut butter. I am free of all additives and all oils. It's a raw peanut mix. I order a big tub of that and I put it on my toast and I like it kind of warmed up a bit. Kind of melty, hot peanut butter, crunchy. That's my favorite, Xerox is. What about you? What is your favorite treat? Oh, that sounds really nice. Thank you. Um, 
I uh, I actually quite like Nutella, um, and I'm not proud of it. Fat. You're right. Well, I, I was thinking more about the palm oil. Um, killing orangutans, making myself fat. Fat. It's really fat. not. Uh, chubby hey. boy, chubby boy. Oh, well, stop it. What are you doing? Fat, fat, fat. <laughs> oh. Did you get your steps in today, fatty? I don't no, know. I was at my laptop all day raising seed rounds. What, you were putting seeds on the ground. I do that at the park all the time to get the pigeons to come to me. I was burying seeds. Some of the replies to your simp army posts are like coming in in like Turkish and different languages. <laughs> like we're going to need like a, we, you're going to need a translator or some shit to deal with these people. Hold on, I speak Turkish. I can tell you what he said, Mr. Ramsey. So um, did, you join, did you join the simp army, Ava, or no? She's no. in the simp army. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't liked it. You are the, a Lunkdao intern is automatically part of the simp army. No. Otherwise you have to burn all of your work because... I'm actually a, a resident artist and a CEO. I don't know where you got this intern thing from, but you, I don't know. You're just, I think you're the intern here, if anything. Anyway, the translation, the guy said, what an empty man you are. Have you thought about it a lot? Dot, <laughs> dot. Translated by Google. <laughs> I like the new title. Like it's like, let's see if we can inflame absolutely all of Twitter at one time. Like, I don't know. It seems very. This isn't GCSE I, English language. You know what I appreciate. You know what I appreciate though. Uh, I I really really appreciate the use of like, Bruce has like this way of like properly using all the different emojis and whatever the fuck. Right. Like I don't even know like what all emojis are in there because I barely ever use them. But Bruce always has like fun little, like, I don't know. It's like, you know, people are going to see those and, and be like, oh, I'm going to see what these, uh, this man and woman, they're raising their hand. What are they doing in here? These little cartoon characters. <laughs> these things are, I think, pretty effective. It's pretty funny, actually, when you, oh, whoa, there's like a little Tinkerbell there now and a little, I don't know, like a hijab girl and all. This is getting interesting. There's all the different types of women. I'm a bit upset about that Turkish comment. Yeah, get as many get as many uh like different types of little women emojis up there as you possibly can. What an empty man you are. <sighs> what if he's right? About which part? Being an empty man. Well, if you're worried that you're empty on the inside, you can just cut yourself open and either it'll be empty and it'll be right. Or there'll be blood, and then you know that, and organs and tissues and stuff, and then you know that you're not empty and that he was wrong. Or you can just tap on yourself, like knock on the door, but on your chest, and if it makes like a hollow sound, that means you're empty. Uh, I think CMLV, like, even waiting to ask us something. What's up? And how do you say that? Come love, or is that like come love? Or, like, how do you pronounce your name? Or is it just the four letters? I don't know, but the C is capitalized. It implies, like, come love. But I don't know. Oh, something's wrong with your microphone, man. Can't hear a word. It's my shit phone. Um, C-M-L-V. C-M-L-V. Individual letters, then. Like, what does it mean? 
Dimwalavash, it's me, the cow. Wait, the what? The cow? What did you say? Yeah, it's the cow. It's sort of like an ominous, ominous sort of, I don't know. Is it like Roman numerals, like CMLV, like some sort of like, what is it? Some. It's just a film reference from Lahan. Um, it's kind of like, I don't know, just some, yeah, film reference to like the face of death and someone's like, is that a cow? And it's like, no, no, you're the cow. So let's see, like, so you as a man, how many, like, how many advantages do you have against maybe the women in your life? Me? Um, how many advantages I have against women? Yeah, that's kind of like the title of the space up there. And like, I don't know. Um, just, well, the whole seat up debacle. I think we've got a one up there. Not having to worry about sitting on a wet seat. Oh, like if a chair is wet. Yeah. Hmm. Like, Katie, do you worry about this on a regular basis? Like, let's say you're going to sit down. Do you check the chair to make sure it's like wet or not? Is this a concern of yours? Um, no, I'm not sure I usually think about that. No, probably not. So it's not really a, like a, a male versus female advantage then because you don't care either way. Mm, I don't know. Like that's, it seems like an interesting like physics problem. Um, I don't know. It seems like you'd have to learn some like maybe fluid dynamics and some absorption things. I don't know. I, I think the way he's make, playing this out, it's like maybe your clothes would not absorb sufficient amount of like water on a chair or something. And uh, it would affect you more than it would affect a male. I'm not so sure about that, but I guess it's possible. I don't know. Uh, okay. CMLV, good contribution. Uh, Oracle, what's going on with you, man? Like, what are your advantages over a woman? Hey, what's what's going on? Uh... Or disadvantages, for that matter. Like, we're, like... What disadvantages do you have compared to the women in your life? Well, first of all, Sefi, hey, coach, how you doing? You, you got to take a back seat here, buddy. But uh, I'm a twin. I was born with a woman. I got a twin sister, right? So, like, I, I have the, the natural advantage, a.k.a. that's why they call me the, the oracle, okay? I was born with uh, hey, do you have do you have supernatural a powers. Yeah, do you have a telekinetic link to your sister? Well, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell well, you like, story. let me give an example. Like, before that story, like, let's say I were to pinch you on the right arm. Would she feel it if she was 100 miles away? Well, this is, this is about the story. So I got something that would relate to that. You ready? Yeah, go for it. All right. So when we were one or two years old, uh, we both went to the hospital. My mom brought us to uh, the hospital, and I was had a, uh, a sore throat, and she had uh, earaches. She was complaining about her ears. And when we got checked out by the doctor, right, the, the opposite was true. I had an ear infection, and she had strep throat. So, yeah, there's been little, little things like that uh, throughout our life. I've had some bad dreams, and I woke up called her she rolled over her suv on a on the road but uh anyway i got twin powers i will tell you uh you know i'm not trying to kiss women's ass here 
but uh, they were born with the advantage. Okay. Um, I think women mature at the age, like at least 10 years before we do. Um, you know, I see it every day. I got about 180 80, uh, people that work for me. Women are always on time. They're, their clothing's never unsat. I don't think I've ever seen them come in with a hangover or, or, or anything like that. I think they mature a lot earlier than us. They're thinking about 15 to 10, 20 friggin' steps ahead of us. Um, and if they put their mind to it, you know, I think uh, more efficient. And, uh, you know, they were warriors in the past, Effie. They were warriors in the past. They are expert, uh, expert, uh, experts in archery i think it's the patience and thing like that what what advantages do men have over women um i don't think any i think they're smart i think they're designed uh smarter than us maybe being stupid maybe we got an advantage of being uh a little bit dumber and, and uh we can focus you know, it seems like we can only focus on one thing. We can just focus on that one thing um, and just just have ADD with it and then just create something beautiful uh, out of ha- having our natural, dumb ADD abilities. But, uh, you know, I don't I don't want to sound biased or anything, but those are my observations in my life. Those are my twin powers. Um, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, that's cool. That's swag. Um, right now, for the opposite perspective. Wait, Sefi, does that mean you're AFK? Your hand up. Yeah, it does. Um, KT, what do you think? KT, what do you think your advantages are against men? Like, what's the biggest girl boss wins that you have? I don't know. I'm honestly thinking about it. What do you think? I like it. I don't know. I can't think of anything. I mean, I think uh, manipulation is, def- <laughs> is definitely one of the top ones. Um, I really want to raise my hand, and I can't speak to raise my hand because I want to join in. Uh, Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was part two of the two-part Cheppy Space. I am not a CIA agent. Recorded on Friday, October 21st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke rolls in when I start a session Plink canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Get 
get into the shit and line them up Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake, off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling, less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces.